the Cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Take a sip of tea. Welcome back, Cannabishes. It is episode two, season two of High Tea Life. I'm your host, Newts, and today we're talking about cannabis and sport. Now, we scratched the surface of this one not once but twice in season one with former NHLer Riley Cote, but today we're going to go a little bit deeper about the role the plant can play in the lives of professional athletes and budding ones too. So now, before we get into this, let's keep it real for a second. The relationship between pot and professional sport is one that's long been illicit, secretive, kept behind closed doors or back behind the dumpster, if you will. Uh, Despite what we know about the positive benefits and effects that the plant has on all of us, but athletes especially, I'm talking inflammation, injury, traumatic brain injury, stress disorders, fight or flight, come downs, it goes on and on. So I got into this with two different fighters, both for the cause and just within the ring. Uh, And really, when I started getting deep in, in my exploration, the absurdities just became astronomical and unignorable to me, that we've got so much truth being illuminated around the benefits that this plant, the natural healing can bring to the world's most optimal humans, frankly. And yet, because of backwards laws and legislations and schedule one classifications, the healing nature of the plant was still being kept away from the people who frankly needed it perhaps most. So I spoke to two fighters, both in the ring and for the cause, to try and understand a little bit deeper how what we know can sit in such a juxtaposition to what's happening out there and how that small encapsulation of what's happening in sport is really indicative of what's happening in the rest of society. And the people who we look up to stepping into the light about how they use the plant for healing will be what does a huge shit ton of heavy lifting in society for destigmatizing and destankifying this plant. So we're going deep on this one. This is a two-parter. Today, we're going to talk to Angelina, last name withheld. She is an edibles creator. Oh, so delicious. A Muay Thai fighter and a global cannabis crusader. And we're going to hear from her about how you or I might use the weed for 
our own athletic endeavors and how she's taking that message to the world. And I mean the world, like the royal fam. And then next week, listen up when we drop part two with the main event. If you don't know, you're gonna know. Hi, T Life. God. Is that what it is? Grape God? Grape Ape. Grape Ape. What's from your favorite drink? Angelina, bless it. Sour Diesel. Ooh, tell me why. Um, I love any of the sour uh, sativas. Um, any, yeah, like hard sativas for training is the best thing for me. And what about your anxiety? Do you? I just have to watch uh, level of medication. So I'm finding with smoking, um, if I'm, yeah, if I'm smoking a lot of sativa, I'll get a little rangy, you know, I'll get a little squirrely, they yeah. call it, you know, I get a little squirrely. like, yeah. So, yeah. and sometimes that's too much, but great for the workout, but not great for like, hey, I need to clean, like maybe for cleaning the apartment, but not for like functioning and like, let's have a great conversation because I'll just be like a little scattered. A little zippy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a little zippy. So now you were telling me about how the body processes Mm -hmm. uh, THC during a workout and fat cells and stuff. Talk me through that again and then link it to a bit of how you've optimized cannabis for for your training and your particular fighting. THC is stored in your fat cells. So as you're exercising, you're basically burning fat and burning the THC off. Now you will feel some of the benefits of the THC. So when like I, when I, vapors in the body kind of thing, I guess really? so. It gets stored in their fat. So, um, when I get to the gym and I start my skip and I've eaten edibles about an hour ago, I will notice as I start to skip that I'm getting high and I'm getting a little higher and I'm getting a little higher, but I'm, I'm skipping. So I'm good. And I, I can do this now. If somebody's not used to the movement, it would might be difficult for them, but it's kind of where I live. So that's, so you're revving up the engine. Mm-hmm. We, I was learning a lot about edibles and how athletes were incorporating edibles into their training. And even there, I was, I read about a marathoner. Yes. And he'd pop an edible. Mm-hmm. I have right ultra- before the, no, an hour, I guess, before, yep. or maybe half an hour before the joint. And it, then he, and then he, or ha- half an hour before the run. And then he would smoke a sativa. Yep. So by the time his sativa kicked and petered out, the edible is kicking in and he's like, I can keep going. I have ultra marathoners that are taking like the uh, vegan gluten-free power balls and will have a couple in their pocket and they'll eat one at the beginning and then an hour later eat another one. And it's just, it's just keeping you going. So we started a uh, couple summers ago, just a group of us, we called ourselves the ripped runners. So we would, you know, take a couple spliffs, take some edibles and go for crazy runs. And so it started with a 5k run That's so fun. and like we would stop. And then the next time we would go and it would be a 15k trail run. Well, I'd never run 15k, but we'd stop every 5k and light another spliff. And, yeah, and it just, going. um, it, they say it's like achieving runner's high without having to run to achieve runner's high. So whenever you're out on the street and you're just like, okay, today I'm running. So then you start, you're like, fuck, my lungs hurt. This sucks. My yeah. arms hurt. Oh, I'm not going to want to do this. But have a couple of puffs of your vape. Try it again. See what happens. You're going to be like, oh, I really like this song. Hey, <laughs> this is really great. Right. Hey, you know, right. I've been going for like 10 minutes now. And my legs don't even hurt. So it's right. just kind of taking you out of that. 
out of that and into the flow. Yeah. And so we were talking about flow and how important that is. What, what the fact that you think Muay Thai is flow, which is incredible to me because that's how you know you found your flow. But <laughs> but really, I guess that's the state that every athlete needs to sort of find and try and maintain, right? Is being in the flow in terms of skill. Uh, for years, I thought Muay Thai was like forward, 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 yeah. sticking your head out, blocking with your face, like harder, faster, harder, faster. I was so wrong. Okay. It's about watching. It's about seeing. It's about movement out, like movement against your opponent. Opponent. It's about where is your foot in conjunction to where their foot is. And yeah. if you're on the right side of their foot, then you know that your sword is going to be able to go right through them. So it's about seeing things before. And it's about how have you extended your hip? Not harder, faster. If yeah. I try to hit you really hard, I'm not going to hit you hard. But if I just put my body weight into the exact right place, I'm going to hit you harder than you've ever been hit. Yeah, so you're anticipating. It's, it, it really is a flow of, of the symbiosis of the process mm-hmm. versus just you being in one flow. Right. Which you hear about in hockey, for example. You actually hear about, you know how sometimes they mic up the helmets? Oh, wow. No, I didn't they, know that. Sometimes they, I think they actually always mic up the helmets and oh, yeah. we just mostly don't get to hear it, but they've mic'd up the helmets of kids with autism and when they're on the ice playing in flow, they are able to communicate and like a lot of the barriers that they're facing, they dissipate. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I might have that wrong, so I'll Google it. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, it's just incredible to me that every single athlete, as we've talked about, be it a fighter, be it a hockey player, be it a golf player, you know, a Pilates, a professional Pilates goer, you know, whatever the case may be, we're all coming back to the power of the plant. And the easy way to talk about that is CBD, anti-inflammation, mm-hmm. recover from your workouts and injuries better and that kind of thing, which is amazing. Right. But there's obviously another component to this or a a bigger spectrum, so they say, which involves THC helping push and power you through. Absolutely. So talk to me about the way at it. Like, is that it? You're supposed to incorporate sort of a full spectrum thing going in? I feel that the general public itself, everybody... Um, would benefit from a full-spectrum CBD oil. Okay, agree. Like... Kind of pop. Everybody, give it to your parents, give it to your animals, give it to your... for that. Give it to your children, like, little bits, the right milligrams, the right dosage, obviously. Um, But adding the THC into that can have so many benefits for everybody. So uh, starting with a couple of milligrams to help somebody relax a little bit, just kind of take a little bit of that edge off, more so with the CBD, more so than the CBD. Right. Um to up to, um, say, a few milligrams to help in, uh, with athletic performance. Right. To um, higher dosages where you'll take care of pain and, uh, like, severe pain, up to fighting cancer in super high doses. So um, all of that, super negotiable. You know, like, I taught a yoga class, or I did a yoga class with uh, Jess from Stoner Bites, and um, she... Uh, cannabis is the new kale as well. So she, um, I like that. Yeah. So she brought me to Montreal and we did a class and I dosed them at like two and a half to three and a half milligrams. Okay. And I was like, nothing. I was assuming they wouldn't 
they wouldn't feel it. But right. people that haven't experienced cannabis before will feel two and a half milligrams. For sure. So, and that's, you know, if I was going to go dose my mom, I would give her probably you know, three to four milligrams. Cause I know how she is as a person. I know she's probably seen a little shit, you know, like I just like, I knew that I could start, I could go up to five to 10 with her and she would still probably be pretty comfortable, you know, but any of the edibles on the black market are sitting between 50 to 200 milligrams. Shit. And if somebody gave my mom a 200 milligram cookie, yep. she'd never touch it again. She would have a horrific she'd evening. She'd have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, a guy, an old man had a heart attack after a lollipop. Yeah. It was 90 milligrams. It was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's But shitty. like for me, but, for example, tw- like 10 I'll feel, but just a bit. Yeah. My dad is ill and he's on a bunch of medication. So I hesitate to give him something that's just 10 milligrams because I actually don't feel like it's going to break through. Right. right. And But env- know, environment is such a different thing too, though. So like I'm used to eating, I, I, eat, um, I eat two doses of 50 milligrams at night. That's what I do. So I do 100 milligrams. Shit balls. Yeah. But... um. So I did 50 and then my girlfriend called and she's like, let's go for dinner. So I'm like, okay. And then, so we were out and it was just on a patio and we were just sitting around, but I'm like, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm, she's like, you're wrecked. I'm like, but when you're sitting at home on a bedtime dosage, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is like, I'm like, it's like six, after dark. it's like six 30 and I'm at like, you know, midnight kind of buzz right now. So um, different doses for everybody. But, yes. Well, and that's sort of the thing also that you hear is I'm cool with CBD all day and I'll introduce THC at night. Yes. And what I want to sort of maybe bring up for people, especially some of the athletically inclined people mm-hmm. is that to actually look at that another way and flip that on its head might be more beneficial. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I definitely couldn't eat 50 milligrams and go to the gym. I'd probably be a, no. it'd probably be a pretty funny experiment actually, <laughs> but, right. um, I definitely wouldn't be able to go to any sort of combative anything. I, right. I definitely get hurt or just like fall forget over. <laughs> or fall over. Yeah. Well, and I think that I guess dosing in and of itself is an ongoing experiment. Absolutely. Right? My, my dosage has completely changed from when I first started eating edibles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had no to- like I had no tolerance at that point. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, no, I would feel everything, and because I was coming from a complete place of sobriety, like it, you know, it just right. everything affected right me. away. Right. So I guess you know, despite what, yeah, I like edibles now. My mind has been changed. Mm-hmm. I was taking some of those dispensary gummies and just being knocked on my ass you know well that's because basically anything that you would find in a illegal dispensary is going to probably be made (laughs) is going to be made with um (laughs) fuck i like that thanks um (laughs) it's probably just made with a distillate so that's straight thc is that not what you're doing no oh no it's got to be balanced right it needs to have all of the things in it so it's got to have the cbd it's got to have the thc if you you're just taking just a little of a full spectrum i guess well there is there is there a full is. spectrum oil yeah. that's like that right. and we use those as well right, right um right. and that's that's what the cookie was made of specifically okay. that you had that so it had it's cookie. like when you I want, want the whole one. plant the, the whole plant is what I you do. want but when it's just distillate you're only getting thc that's it it's been separated from all the everything all the terpenes been, all the benefits so basically what all straight thc benefits. feels like is like a punch in the face it's just like you're super high right here <laughs> like and i'm like that's not how i want to feel no. i want to feel like i've smoked a hash joint and i'm like chilling on my couch Yes. So like a little bit of like THC for before training, sure, because yeah. you're here and you're ready to fucking go, right? I can literally go from like this these abs yeah. to these abs, yeah. And when I'm not 
hey, at a Pilates, I can't even focus. I'm looking at the people and all the flailing legs. And I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. Sometimes I just need to like, I, it really helps me kind of like blinders focus. Like, right. Yeah. Okay, so which is why I feel like it's so unfair. I know every league is different, but every league is kind of all using this same kind of testing governing body from Mm -hmm. what I understand. What I can't figure out is why there is such a demonization of the plant. It's like they've given you an inch, but they've taken a mile in terms of you can have it. But you can't have it when you need it the most. You can... What were the regulations you said about UFC again? Uh, What I believe... I think it was six weeks. Six weeks for any THC products. But I think you could have like... uh, A six-week window. The Diaz brother was... uh, He was... He was vaping CBD right after his fight. Who's that? It was at Nate Diaz. So... But you, so you can't have THC outside of a window, inside mm-hmm. the window of six weeks right. prior to your fight. Right. But, and you cannot have CBD inside a window of six days. Maybe six hours. Like, cause he was vaping on the same day, I think. Oh, but pre. Pre. Pre-fight. I think it was like six hours before, six hour after or something. It was wow. really close. They're like, see, they were like, basically oh. like CBD's, as long as you weren't taking CBD in the ring, I think they were saying it was pretty okay. For but so doesn't that show us? It's so that almost done. It's like I'm just I'm kind of laughing at it now because everyone's like, well, okay, maybe we're thinking about it. It's affecting I'm, a lot of lives right now. Is it not? It's affected a lot of lives over the last as long as professional sports because we could have been helping all along. Yeah, exactly. And people were probably using it before the whole uh, criminalization happened um, years ago, but uh, now it's just like. You think it's just you know, a matter of time. You know, we've got the Ricky Williams. We've got all of those guys. And it's it's time that people stop having head injuries. You know, when they find the CBD benefits is, a, uh, is beneficial, like neuroprotective. So for them to be taking it beforehand is absolutely crucial because we will be stopping more concussions from happening. Exactly. So why wouldn't we be doing that as opposed to like, hey, he's got a concussion. Now give him some opiates. Oh, now he's fucked. Oh, now he'll probably never play again. Oh, now he's lost his family because he's a drug addict. Great. It's not a loop. Great. It's a oh, and he's still in downward. pain too, right? Exactly. So yeah. He needs more, more, yeah. more because he's still feeling the it's pain. The, it's the entire train, healed. treat, repeat philosophy. So people have to know that they can treat themselves and do things like sensory deprivation, do things like, you know, going to, going for massages or doing um, saunas. You know, it's just like treating the body as well as, as hard as we're pushing it. I like that. That's a, that's a good way to think about it. It's not fucking self-love. It's like quite literally filling the tank. Yeah. And you you do, you need it. You need to care for yourself. Yeah. As, put in as much as you're taking out reciprocity, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, like, I would have just pushed my body, but I pushed my body to the point of kind of breaking my mind. Like, my cortisol levels shot through the roof. I, like, I would get a little bump and everything hurt, and I couldn't get through the workout. So I knew that something totally had to change. So, yeah, I took some time off with that concussion, and I learned how to float and learned how to heal and meditated a little bit and then just had to start, like, from the bottom and, like okay, this is going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to go for a light run and then I'm going to shadow box in the park. Okay. How's the impact feeling? Can my brain take it? Do I feel nauseous? Okay. How much more weed do I need to smoke? Like all the, all of those things. So. So you really believe cannabis has helped you heal from your brain injury? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. They offered me all sorts of painkillers at the hospital and I just like, why, why would I want to do that? So I went home and dosed myself heavily and shut it down for a while. So what happened? You got a really bad hit. 
Um, I took an uppercut from a big boy and it took me off my feet and I still kept going. Like I took a knee for a second and then I got up and we did two more rounds and then we did a little bit of clinch work. And, um, then 20 minutes later I started throwing up and then my speech went completely off. And then I, you know, I was struggling with my name and then they got me to the hospital and they were touching my nose to the doctor's finger and I was missing. And I like could see that I was fucking up and not able to touch his face, but like, like fuck. Bless. Yeah. Now, did blessed exist as this had happened to you? But it was. It, it was. Already? Yeah. It was starting. Okay. Yeah. But then yeah. that was that was when I realized, um, like, I was always using it for recovery, but then I used it hard for recovery, and then that after the concussion is when I realized that it would bring me back to performance as well. Yeah. Bring us back to ourselves. Yeah. As it does. And like new and improved and yeah. and with a different outlook on the sport. Yeah. yeah. I had a bad accident four years ago. I broke my jaw. I was wired shut, orbital Jesus. bone, all the things. Yeah, I broke my orbital bone. Yeah. yeah. And I cannabis and morphine. <laughs> got me. <laughs> got me maybe not the maybe not the pitch, but well, okay. Because no, I'm allergic to narcotics. Wow. So I just needed the plant. Yes. I needed plants. And what's incredible to me is that, and okay, so I went on a rant yesterday on my Instagram, and I probably shouldn't have done that, about the business of professional sports. I'm upset a couple of my athlete friends because maybe I didn't word it right. I hadn't had coffee. But what frustrates me so much is that it can be NHL, it can be NFL, it can be NBA, it can be UFC. There are the business of sport is massive. It is in the business of taking all of these incredible, like, premier, best of best athletes in the world and putting them out there for consumption. Um, but they're not showing up for athletes in terms of care and no. aftercare. No. And you're just, there's, I hate to say it. There's still workhorses. feels as though, yeah, you're used and abused sort yeah. of as a workhorse. And then left to sort of your own devices and so many of those people are left struggling be there be they with injuries brain injuries or with addiction because as you know we heard in other episodes the formula seems to be opioids sleeping mm -hmm. pills and booze and can't stay away from the fucking weed and then keep going because you got to do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day sorry but what were your friends upset about your i didn't see the post but what I don't understand how, I think where that went wrong. It, it just, I think a few, I think the athletes themselves are the heroes. Yeah. The athletes themselves are the ones who rarely use it for evil, right? Like they are the ones who truly can unite cities and communities and worlds and bring people together who never thought they had any commonalities mm -hmm. and, and bring passion out in people as we've seen in our city. Right. Uh, but... And, and, and that it's changed the lives of every professional athlete. Like every professional athlete I know is like, this has changed my life. And these are my brothers and my sisters and my family, right? I think that's really changing, especially with a more holistic approach that's coming back. And hopefully that all the big, the big guys will kind of jump on board with it. But like, I know of a couple of really amazing therapists that are working along with the UFC and Bellator and, um, and, but I also think that athletes are finding their own, like Elias has, you know, uh, we, we, uh, share um yuki and he's uh the body hacker and he's like this amazing 
amazing healer of a man who's yeah. just got magic hands and he travels around and he heals people and um but you know not in a sort of traditional I'm a sports doctor right. kind of way and uh so I think people will kind of find their own way on how to heal themselves and that's I think that's kind of the exciting part of the journey and you know I'm sure the big corporate dudes at the NBA and all of those don't really understand that because they're like 70-year-old white men who are like or whoever and they you know, hopefully the athletes will find their own way and be able to get their own community together to kind of like be like, yo, my head hurts. Okay, what are we doing? Right. You know, how are we helping each right. other? Yeah. I think you guys and uh, athletes more than any other sector of society will be the ones who normalize cannabis for the re- for mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you are the best. You mm-hmm. are the most optimal. You're not lazy stoners. You ha- You are finding ways to be that like complete elite, like head to toe version of yourself um, through the plan. And people want to talk to us about it because it's um, we do see it from a different way. And we do in all ways break that stigma of what what people think um, a stoner is. People don't look at me and think like, wow, she must be so fried or like, (laughs) I don't know, like whatever kind of typical stoner. Yeah, (laughs) She's like, no, she's wrecked. No, but um who smells like weed? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that's my here. purse. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> but that's the fun part. Like when I ha- when I have to walk through customs, um, the you know the customs people aren't looking at me like, yo, I bet she's got a big bag of weed, which I do. But um, they're like, where do you train? Who do you work out with? What right. what do you do for sport? You know, like so it's people view you differently, and I you know I'd much rather be seen as a healthy person as opposed to a stoner so I love it yeah so tell me how you're using your platform now uh globally you're about to take this shit to the world give me we we haven't really uh like 90 percent on the go but we uh we've been invited to uh to go to Thailand and meet some of the royal family um it's about cannabis (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, uh, this is a credible honor. It, um, never in my life did I think that the things that I, <laughs> I love it. Care about the most in the world would come together, you know? Um, cause I trained in Thailand for a really long time and it did become my home and it was a place that I found, um, yourself myself and the most of my healing like you can sit on a on steps made of gold and pray and heal and um be on your own and self-discover who you are and you know I travel across the world to to train at these gyms with these in crazy conditions and uh you know uh finding the Buddhist temples of Thailand and um being decorated in sakyan tattoos before I fight is has been the greatest honor. So never did I think that the world of my my passion of Muay Thai and cannabis would come together because, you know, whenever I would go to Thailand, I wouldn't smoke weed or, you know, find other alternatives or just hang out at the reggae bar. And, Is uh, it super illegal there? It's super illegal there. So like they jail. super, super jail. You know, there are reggae super bars, jail. super, super jail, not just jail, super Thai jail. So you can go to a reggae bar and you can buy spliffs there and, um, you know, it's a $15 shitty weed with some tobacco in it but you know it's but you also know that you can't leave the premises of the bar with it because it's a bit of a setup and the cops are waiting for you so you know you can go to that bar and smoke it but you know it's not like I could have like my cookies with me or anything like that while I'm training so you know I I go I do go without 
Um, but I, I never thought in a million years that those things would all kind of come together and to be able to go and talk to the, so they, in December of this year, legalized, um, medical cannabis and but being in Asia it's something that they have absolutely no clue about where we've you know it's been part of our generations of you know of who we are uh and we have a better understanding but they don't understand anything about it so it's just not part of the culture like you could go to Japan and you could talk to anybody there and I would say 99.999 percent of them have never smoked weed before right it's just so India maybe they. oh India absolutely you know absolutely like it's hash central right right? but like Thailand you know Thailand has Thai stick and all of that and you know they have all the poppy fields and you know they you could go smoke opium anywhere up there but you know golden triangle but uh, they don't know about weed culture and they don't, they definitely don't know about the healing powers of what we could do with it. So there's a great group of us going out and uh, we're going to be talking on panels and, uh, and discussing what the future of, uh, what the future of cannabis and I get to kind of represent Muay Thai and, uh, and weed and recovery. So in its country, in its, that's yeah. such an honor. <laughs> it's, um, you know, you have to go through so much and you don't know where it's going to lead you. But never in a million right. years did I think it would be here. You know? Oh, well, so, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I, you're, it's blessed. It's blessed. blessed. So, you know, so when I just started making cookies, I wasn't like, what kind of brand am I going to be? You know, right. like, and it just, it turned into it so um, authentically. And that's what's really cool about it. I didn't mean to become a part of it. I just wanted, like, I just wanted to feed myself and heal myself. And then I wanted to heal my friends. And then... And then I kind of became part of the story, which is cool too. And, uh, but I was just, when I had to come up with a name, you know, the only thing that I could think of was that because, you know, my whole back is covered in tattoos that bless and protect me before, uh, before I fight in Thailand and they take me to the monks and that's how it happens. So is that, that's part of the, the fighting ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? So, so they, they believe sacred. in this, they believe in the spirituality of Buddhism so much and the strength of it that, yeah, so they pick the tattoo and they'd be like, okay, so you need this kind of strength and you need this for your fight. Something and, just stirred in my soul yeah. when you said that. So. so it's very, that's almost why you were looking at me skeptically, mm-hmm. I think. Wait, I Are you cold? No, I'm going to show you. <gasps> yeah. This is the most beautiful work. <laughs> so those are all Oh done. Yeah. my the whole goddess. Path. Yeah. So all the little what? unilomes. So the little unilomes, which is the logo for Bless. I can't describe what I'm looking at. So that shows the path to enlightenment. So it shows all the twists and turns that you go through in your life th- on I your way I, up. I believe I've seen that before. Yeah, so that's all around the little guys, And then right? all the writing. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's this mark. Yeah. What is this, like, this block one? I don't know what you're pointing at. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I forget it's all. I don't even know what's there. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Why isn't there, you need to photo shoot that way more. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's almost why you were looking at me a bit skeptically when I was talking about the sport and like the business of the sport being almost corrupted by, uh, sorry, the sport almost being corrupted by the business. But that's not the case for you because you're in I a ca- part of the world where they've remained connected to 
the the spirit of well the, they have but it's still super corrupt in thailand <laughs> like it's as corrupt far as might be the wrong word no, no no but it is as far as uh fighters getting drugged as far as like women are not allowed to go in the ring you can't fight in the big stadiums i fight in like smaller temple fights and stuff like that and different arenas but not you know not at lumpini not at rajamandern like women aren't allowed to even touch the ring like i've trained in places in bangkok where i couldn't sit on the corner of the ring i would train on the floor People are like, aren't you mad about that? I'm like, who the fuck am I? Yeah, what can I do? I'm some white girl coming in and like thinking I'm going to make a difference. No, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so just, I still know what my place is. Yeah. You know, like it's. Um, yeah. So. But it is. But it but is a the, corrupt sport. You know, there's there's shady promoters. There's all sorts of, of course, shit going on. Of course, you know, everything. Yeah, but um, but it is based in the beautiful sport of it. That's why they do a ceremonial wide crew. They do a dance before they fight. Like it's it's blessing the ring. It's that. saying thankful. It's saying thank you to the spirits of the ring and to your teachers who have brought you there. So I you know, and it's not like UFC where they would stand in front of each other. I gotta fuck you up and your mom and blah blah blah. You know, like yeah. they they are whying at each other. Right. They are respect. like it's super respect, and right. that's how it should be. You know. It's interesting. Like, it's, like, it's war when it's fucking happening. Right. But it's a handshake before and a handshake after. Something yeah. about that part of the world. Because even, like, the the New Zealanders and, and the Hakka, right? Yeah. Right? Like, there's a respect before. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Um, and it's sad that we're, we've sort of disconnected to it. But all of that said, you're saying, I still know my place. And what I find so exciting right now is that our place in the global picture of cannabis as Canadians mm-hmm. and as women out there using it and openly, you know, destigmatizing and illuminating, your place is now in front of the royal family <laughs> talking about the role that the plant is having in the lives of the country's most sacred sport. Right. So what is your plan? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what the fuck are you gonna say? I think um, I think because of um, the legality there, I think we're gonna have to tread really lightly, and I think it's gonna be a lot of conversations about CBD, yeah, and probably not really any of the conversations about like any sort of uh, intox like being intoxicated at all or anything like that. The uh, there are only two grows in Thailand right now, as far as I know, and they're both hemp farms. So you know we are gonna have to tread lightly, but I just. You know, I think I'm gonna. There's gonna be a lot of conversations about inflammation, and there's gonna be a lot of conversations about sleep, and there's just gonna be about calming people. And yeah, I mean, you know. I just learned about CBN, right? And CBN being actually what we need Absolutely. to sleep. Yeah. And all of these people that are getting CBD isolate right. are like, well, I'm not gonna help me sleep. And so I think that it's conversations like CBN for sleep and um, THC for ultra pain, as mm-hmm. you were talking us through, that are still through the power of sport, really going to normalize and like break down the walls right. here. It's just amazing. Like if I could get everybody drinking a cannabis leaf smoothie every morning, like I absolutely would. Like Tell the benefit me more. I'm, I'm intrigued that. about yeah. cannabis leafs. Right. And my so, friend said he'd keep them for me. Absolutely. If they, if the plant has been Leaves. rinsed, if the plant has been rinsed properly, um, so it's been flushed with cold water for the last two weeks of the growth cycle, um, the leaves itself are super high omega-369 is a complete protein uh massive anti-inflammatory benefits um filled with fiber like it's as good as you could possibly like it's it's better than wheatgrass like it's that kind of so 
walk us through your fucking smoothie recipe. (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing. So like with, with, you know, uh, and it can be just the leaves or just the leaves in one bud. You're not going to get high from it. Uh, because it hasn't been decarbed at all. So what does that mean? Um, so basically when you make edibles, you have to decarb the weed. Like you can't just take this. I've heard it, but you I can't don't. just take the bud and just and stick like, it in your mouth. Right. You can't just I eat it. Just it's it. not going to be, it's not metabolized for your system. So My you're going to. My Rastafarian friend told me to stick it in a pot of water and drink that like as tea. Uh, depends what temperature you would burn it at. Like, you know, it couldn't be boiling water. Right. So you'd burn the THC off if. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know about don't that. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> just put don't your oil, just put your, your oil in your weed. coffee or whatever you're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you decarb the weed, it's uh, activating it and getting it ready for uh, your liver to process. Okay. Yeah. So where are we going with that? I just asked you what it meant because I didn't know. And okay. then it needs to be kind of paired with a fat in order to right be taken in to, for bodies, the best right? for the best way for our body to uh, to. Uh, to make it yeah amazing so your life's about to change eh? like we are a a a we are obviously in canada (laughs) we're a little little bit in canada (laughs) we're a little bit in the middle of canada right now and the edibles news just came out the new legislation just came out this week right and there's some big changes on the horizon big changes so we um we've just been in talks of uh all the branding uh, that we're doing for the packaging and everything right now for the uh, for Blessed to come out in October. And we've got a really great team kind of being built right now, which is absolutely insane that I've started something so insane. And, uh, right. You're like, this and, real now. Yeah, it's really <laughs> real. And I feel like I... Um, I don't know how I fucking did this, but yeah. it's... Uh, I cried it's a lot and I quit a lot or wanted to quit a lot. And ran myself ragged for a lot of years, but I wanted to make the right decisions for the for what I was doing and for myself. And um, I've been I've had some really 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 amazing help along the way with some great designers and some great photographers like Taylor Oakes. I don't know if you've seen any of her work. She likes, I've heard of her. Yeah, she takes a lot of butt pictures, and she's uh, yeah, that's she's taken, I follow you. Yeah, she uh, she's taking great pictures of my butt. Uh, well, yeah, she uh, she likes butts. Oh, okay. And um, we've we've done on. some really. You gotta ins- show me how to squat before you leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, yeah. So she's taken photos of me with like, like dirty pictures with donuts and stuff like that. So oh. we've had a lot of fun, her and I, and uh, and and she uh, she she catches my good side. So yeah. you know, people people like that, and you know, John Ty designer, and like I've got some. Uh, some amazing chefs that have helped me out with some really great things. And uh, the future is is really bright with this amazing family that have kind of supported me through this. And um, it's awesome that I got to quit my job as a hairstylist and... Uh, Make it the dream come true. Yeah. Manifest. So, yeah. So my I somehow manifested this job of getting to go to the gym twice a day and, you know, smoke weed and eat edibles and uh, talk to like-minded <laughs> athletes and yeah. people that want to heal themselves and and it's amazing that I kind of found this healing journey and I get to kind of share it so. share it with the world yeah the world the world literally <laughs> I know it's just amazing that's yeah. and that's why I say the power of the plant there's some magic in her it's uh there's the magic in what the, what the community she brings together mm-hmm. in what blooms it yeah it's really awesome it's you know the fact that it's a female plant was something I never really had considered but I really believe that um we were talking about smoothies that's what we were doing 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still waiting for your smoothie recipe. <laughs> yeah, um, get a get a grower friend. Get a grower friend. Get the leaves. And like, how uh, many? How how much leaves are you putting in in the morning? Like a cup? Yeah, I would say, you know, we were yeah, uh, yeah, a couple of cups. Okay. Oh. You know, and so you can process as much as you want, and then you can do it with like uh, smoothie, make sure that. Uh, so you're basically taking it and you're going to uh, do a little apple cider vinegar wash through it just to yeah. make sure the leaves are super clean. Yeah. Uh, you're going to stick it. If you have a wheatgrass juicer, it's going to be the best way to process it. No, she, she <laughs> definitely doesn't. not. And uh, you're going to add a little bit of a, something sweet. So like apple or right. something like that, because it is a really bitter green plant. I was going to say how she tastes. Yeah, pretty, pretty fucking bitter. So, <laughs> you know, so what you're going to do is you're going to put it in ice cube trays. Right. Oh, and then and, actually and then you can like yeah that. take you're going like to you're like going to throw. Grass. Yeah. You're going to throw your ice cube into your smoothie. You're, and so you've got them kind of processed and ready to go. Beautiful. So, yeah. Is that a product line? Maybe? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any more freaking questions for you. That's our time. Oh, God, you got to go. All right. All right. So now tell us where we can find you blessed self okay uh so i'm angelina.blessed on instagram and then there's at blessed edibles on instagram uh www.blessededibles.com and that's all going to be being revamped uh shortly with all the new stuff and then we're gonna have a full so amazing to say out loud we're gonna have full canadian distribution of our edibles uh come legalization boom um i was gonna say so we're gonna we're, be on shelf where we're can gonna you be, tell me we're gonna, uh, no i Everywhere. can't tell you yet we're uh, with uh yeah any of the legal stores definitely yes. at um hello cannabis in hamilton as a starter Fabulous. and um we've got some great uh retailers out west that are gonna just start to blow it out for us we uh we have so many people that email us every day so it is uh you know, they're like, when can we do this? So, like, I'm really, I'm so excited that people are excited about our dark chocolate bars and the things that we're going to be able to launch. That shit was awesome, by yeah, the way. So that was a tasty little chocolate. It was just a little bit. treat that I make for my girlfriend. None of the of products that. are for sale right now, so you're going to have to wait, and we're really sorry about that. But we're So, she legal. But she ready. <laughs> this was amazing. Thank you, my dear Thank friend. You. Thank you, my blessed friend. Amazing. It was a blessing. It was an honor. Thank and you. let's have another little chocolate. Yeah, friend. you go get it. I hope you have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Thank yes. you. Awesome. High tea life. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at high life. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting high tea.life.